0: Hello, this is Caleb with God's Loving Sacrifice podcast, where we talk about the Word of God and how it helps us get through today's world. I hope you learn and grow as you listen. Hello, today we're going to talk about something that we are seeing a lot on the TV, and that's elections. We uh, sometimes think that God is totally in control, and He is, but we feel like He's totally in control so we don't have to do anything. But we do. It is our duty to vote. It is our duty to vote for leaders with Christian principles. It is our duty to pray and read our word and discover which people are led by God that we're voting for. And I'm not saying that you need to be a Democrat, a Republican, an independent, a liberal, a conservative, a libertarian. None of that matters. What matters is studying the word of God knowing what God says, knowing that the leader believes in religious freedom. And God has not always been happy with the decisions that we've made. And is it because of the decisions we made or is it because of the decisions that people have made not to vote? So you think God is in control. He's not going to come down and change the votes. He expects us to do our due diligence. He expects us to listen to him. He expects us to go out and cast the vote that he leads you to cast because you have listened to him. Hosea 8, 4 says, they set up kings, but not by me. They made princes, but I did not acknowledge them. From their silver and gold, they made idols for themselves that they may be cut off. God wasn't happy with the decisions that people were making over who was going to be ruling. And as Christians, when we don't vote, when we don't look for God in the people that we are putting in politics or we were putting in charge of our government, when we can't see God in their lives, we shouldn't be voting for them. We should choose leaders who are led by our Creator. I'm going to read quite a long. Verse here. It is 1 Samuel 12, 13 through 25. Now, therefore, here is the king whom you have chosen and whom you have desired. And take note the Lord has set a king over you. If you fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and do not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then both you and the king who reigns over you will continue following the Lord your God. However, If you do not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you, as it was against your fathers. Now, therefore, stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. Is today not the wheat harvest? I will call to the Lord, and he will send thunder and rain that you may perceive and see that your wickedness is great which you have done in the sight of the Lord, and asking a king for yourselves. Then Samuel said to the people, Do not fear, you have done all of this wickedness, yet you do not turn aside from following the Lord. But serve the Lord with all of your heart, and do not turn aside, for then you would go after empty things which cannot profit or deliver, for they are nothing. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake because it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. If you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away both you and your king. And this its saying these people were making a decision on what they wanted, not what God wanted. And I think sometimes that's what we do. We forget that God is in our elections. You know, we talked one time about my coffee creamer and how I discovered that God cared even about my coffee creamer. God cares very much about who we elect as leaders in this country. We can't be stuck on, well, they're not a a Democrat or they're not a Republican or they're not a liberal. It has to be the person who follows Jesus Christ. We have to see beyond party lines. We have to see beyond all of the political play that we see in Washington, D.C. and all of those places. And we have to take it back to the basics. Do they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Do they believe in religious freedoms? Are they against sin? And that's what we have to decide before we vote. But setting back and not voting and thinking, well, God's in control, so it'll all turn out his way anyway. I think some people forget he gave us a free will. And if that free will is that we're not going to go vote, we're not going to put the research in, we're not going to put the time on our knees and the time reading the word and the time waiting on God to figure out who we're going to vote for, then we're going to suffer for that. Proverbs 16.3 said, the preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the Spirit. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. I, I like that scripture because it really says if we commit our ways to the Lord and we're looking at these people that are running, our thoughts will be established. God will establish our thoughts, He will lead us. But you have to let Him lead you because of the character of the man, not because of the political side that he's on. 1 Timothy 2, 1-7 through seven, talks about praying for the leaders of our countries, the leaders of our states, cities. It says, Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead quiet and peaceful lives in goodness and reverence, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all of us, for all to be testified in due time, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ, and not lying, a teacher of the Gentile, and faith and truth. We should pray for our leaders. We should pray for the ones that we know are of God, and we should pray for the ones we know are not of God. We should pray that the Holy Spirit reach them. We should pray that God puts a hedge over us for protection against the things that they may bring down on us. This world is full of sin, and we all know this. It's, it's never been a secret. Proverbs 28, 12 says, When the righteous rejoice, there is great glory. But when the wicked arise, men hide themselves. And that's what we're doing when we vote in wicked men. You almost have to hide from them to try to keep from bad things happening. We're instructed to obey the authority. And Acts five twenty seven through 29 says, Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Do we not strictly command you not to teach in his name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, intended to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered, we ought to obey God rather than men. So we don't care what manly laws are if they're not of God. If they go against God's word, we don't follow them. We follow God. God tells us that we are to obey the laws of the land, but not when they contradict his laws and his will and his word. When we look at candidates, some of the things that we need to look at is he suggesting things that violate life, family, marriage, faith. If they're proposing things that are trying to stop us from celebrating our faith, or if they're trying to destroy marriage, or if they're trying to destroy families, that goes against God's will, and that's not what we're supposed to be looking at before you vote you should be led through prayer and the study of god's word you have to look at the realities of who is running and sometimes people say neither one of them are very good so i need to pick the lesser of two evils but isn't that what we're always doing we're all evil we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god there's none of us perfect christ is the only perfect there is So we're always picking the lesser of two evils, but we still need to make sure that their beliefs align with God's word. Think about Christians in other countries. They can't vote. They can't make a stand. They can't even talk about their faith without being killed. In the United States, we have that freedom and we sit back and say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go vote today. I don't feel like taking that five minute ride over to the voting booth and standing in line voting. It's just too much for me. Gee, what if Jesus would have said, "Oh, I'm not going to go to the cross. It's too much for me." He didn't. He went, and through that, we were saved by His blood. So we can get up and make the effort to go vote. We should vote because one of the scriptures in Matthew twenty two twenty one that that Jesus has said. Was when they were talking to him about tax, and so he asked them, you know, to, to showing the money, whose whose picture is on the money, and they said to him, Caesars, and he said to them, Render therefore to Caesars the thing that are Caesars, and to God the things that are God. And when they heard these words, they marvelled and left him and went away. We need to vote. That is our right. That is our obligation. That is our work. There's many works that we do, and some of the works are not totally spelled out in the Word of God, but your works, you know by the fruit that it bears. And if your fruit that it bears is that you did nothing, that's not of God. God never told us to do nothing. When we vote in the wrong people, our country fails, our nation fails. But when we take counsel with God and counsel with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and be in prayer, then things are safe. Things are done in God's way, in God's time. And I'm going to leave this with Proverbs 11:14, where there is no counsel, the people will fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I pray that you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave a message by contacting me on the website at www.godslovingsacrifice.com. And while you're there, you can catch up on all the other episodes, check out the reviews, and even read the blog. You can also leave a comment on Facebook at God's Loving Sacrifice. Thank you for spending time with us today. And until next time, may God richly bless and keep you.